Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Melissa Harris, and GovCIO Media and Research is here live at the 2022 HIMSS Conference in Orlando. We're here connecting with top health IT leadership and to dive into the details of their work through a series of special podcast episodes with you. But before we get into our interview here today, make sure you follow along to GovCast, HealthCast, and CyberCast so you don't miss a thing. Now to jump into the episode. Here at HealthCast, we often look at the bigger picture of the healthcare space, what federal agencies are doing to aid medical providers, patients, caregivers, and more. But what does health IT look like in the care setting, especially in the urgent and transformative moment we've seen around COVID-19? Luckily, we have a couple of guests here with us who are going to give us a glimpse and how health technologies and care are coming together for patients and providers alike. We'll learn about how telehealth and health IT have been a major boon in helping providers and patients. From Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical in Boston, we have Emergency Medicine Physician and Director of Telehealth, Dr. Orrin Mechanic, and CIO Leanne Harvey to share how their organization has leveraged remote care and improved electronic medical records, or EMRs, to make a meaningful difference in the care setting. We're here at HIMSS, and you're here to discuss some of the work that you're doing at the Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians, um, I guess, consortium you have. So do you want to start off by giving our listeners an idea of the kind of work you do and um, the folks you represent? Sure. So Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center is a mouthful, so we call it HMFP for short, but we are a provider organization. We're independent, but we have an exclusive affiliation with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and Harvard Medical School. We employ about 2,000 people, the majority of whom are physicians, and they practice at uh, BIDMC and uh, the affiliate hospitals of B.I. Leahy Health. Excellent. And so across the conference, we're hearing a lot from, you know, different agencies like the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT and uh, generally a lot about data, electronic health record, interoperability, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, these are greater policies we always hear about, but it's great to hear about that um, on the ground level. So how do you see these um these strides in interoperability standards and just general um, technological advancements impacting the way you consider EMR integration and use across um, your organization? Sure. I'll, I'll tackle that one. The, um, you know, a lot of the regulations over the last 10 to 15 years are really focused on getting everyone on an EMR. Um, a lot of the changes had um, some maybe negative impacts on documentation and physicians um, requiring specific um, ways and things to document. And I think as we move out of this period of where everyone's on an EMR really towards optimization, um, I think the next uh, thing to tackle is really, and what we're seeing at the ONC is the um, really exchanging data, making it easier, um, having more standards so that's easier to exchange between organizations, and we're uh, definitely um, leveraging that at HMFP and BIDMC. And then I think we saw during the pandemic the shortfalls of the data collection around um, you know, COVID, and so there's a lot of improvement there. And I, at the talk yesterday, 
from uh, Mickey Trapathy, and I'm going to forget the um, I think the assistant director for the CDC was talking about the improvements that the CDC is going uh, undergoing to modernize how they're collecting and analyzing data. As electronic health records and medical records um, are seeing this greater interoperability and uh, ubiquitous use across the healthcare space, um, how are you leveraging those improvements um, with those technologies to drive better experiences for patients and providers? We've been really focused for the last few years on, um, you know, the physician experience and um, addressing burnout issues because we are a physician organization and some of the ways that we've been doing that is advocating for click reduction and improvements in the EMR that create less of a burden for physicians, um, including, you know, innovative ways to... Um, to you know, transcribe and document notes, um, making the burden uh, less uh, less onerous uh, for physicians, um, and anything we can do to really improve their their daily lives. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think we talk about the burden piece enough. Um, we always focus on the patients, but you know, clearly, COVID has had an impact not just on patients, but um, on the provider population as well. So, even though um, you know you've been on this journey with EMR adoption, um, what kind of challenges have you faced? Um, has it been a matter of trying to skill your, um, you know, different physicians so that they know how to use it? Or is it um, change management? Um, what are these challenges and how are you tackling them? That, that's a great question. Uh, I think that you know, we represent so many different types of, of doctors. It's a multi-specialty organization, and ultimately, each one has uh, a unique expertise that needs to, um, that the EMR just needs to uh, aid them in the process of caring for their patient. You know, in person, we talk about this often, you know, you can do screen sharing. Uh, we may have an interpreter there. We may have, um, you know, we may show a Punnett square and for a genetic counselor uh, and explaining um, diseases and, and educating patients and caring for them. Doing it virtually just adds another layer of complexity. And so I think uh, COVID in many ways um, really uh, brought those um, barriers um, in telehealth to light because we had to expeditiously uh, launch a telehealth platform. Um, we, we, we try to do this all while um, being cognizant that the patient is ultimately the one that needs to be most comfortable with this. We, we are very, um, we're very nimble as an organization. Our physicians were, were superb in, in um, jumping on the platforms and really um, helping their patients out um, when we couldn't see them in person. But really, uh, our services is to the patients, to the families, to the doctors, and then to all the ancillary staff. This has to be a seamless workflow to really, um, to really do it effectively. And I think we're able to accomplish that, which was great. I would also add that, um, you know, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center has a homegrown EMR, um, and that is developed and maintained by the staff at BIDMC. And our physicians um, are used to the partnership that we have with the medical center, and um, and it's really a lot of collaboration between the two organizations, and so they, they really feel heard in um, when changes are need to be made, and certainly during this telehealth journey, and they were they were heavily involved in in the process. Uh, you know, physicians, other clinicians, um, uh, patient advocacy groups. We wanted to create a system that was sustainable uh, for the future of healthcare, and um, all while 
prospectively designing it uh, as a system that we really uh, felt uh, would service um, our patients the best. Yeah. We could talk about that a little bit later, too. Yeah, um, I think that really brings in the aspect of human-centered design that we've been hearing about recently, um, really working with the users so that, you know, you're not just building something for the sake of building something. So, you know, while you do have this EMR standing up, um, how else do you see the realm of interoperability improving? What, what else do we need to do so that the experience um, with EMRs and... Um, their use across the healthcare space really making a difference um, beyond what's like right now? I think it's important to get the critical information in f at the fingertips of the clinician when they need to make decisions, and I think that's been something that has been really difficult. And, you know, there's certainly the growing pains of, you know, all the data. There's tons of data available now. How do you sort through that and figure out what are the pieces that you need um, in order to best care for the patient? So I think there's a lot of improvements that um, could really support the clinician side of, um, of patient care. And in parallel to the, to the EMR, we also then have, you know, RPM, other synchronous platforms, um, all these other wonderful, um, uh, you know, devices and vendors that are, are, are really ingenious uh, solutions to our patients, trying to figure out how do we um, kind of coalesce all that information uh, to something that is centralized, um, you know, um, well understood by, by the physician uh, where we don't have to kind of undergo a, a different training, have to undergo a different external solution. So I, I think those are the things that are going to be invaluable to, um, to success um, for the healthcare system. Yeah, going back to the whole aspect of telehealth that you were talking about, um, you know, before COVID-19, telehealth was really emerging as um, something that some people were looking off into the distance for, but it came to us really fast with COVID. Um, it became an essential part of how we deliver care. So what has uh, telehealth care looked like um, at um, BIDMC throughout uh, the pandemic and even beforehand? And as we start to reopen um, to the world, how do you see telehealth um, across the healthcare space evolving um, in maybe a more hybrid model or in, in a way that is integrated into the clinical care space? That's a great question. Um, we, um, we, we were very fortunate um, in many aspects. Uh, so prior to the pandemic, uh, I was the director of telehealth at um, Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians, which again, um, uh, were the physician organization that staffed, um, that, that uh, works at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center for their patients. And it was really a, a, a very... Uh, uh, very uh, wise um, uh, suggestion by our, our CEO, um, Alexa Kimball, um, in, in investigating telehealth and looking into it and, and seeing how we could really aid our patients through telemedicine. And so that role was actually existed prior to the pandemic. And, and in that role, I had actually launched, um, a, along with, you know, uh, the chair of emergency medicine and Dr. Kimball, a, a telehealth um, platform, and, and Leanne and many others that, that helped. And this telehealth platform was, was called uh, BIDMC On Demand. And so the idea with this, and this is in a time where we didn't have any parity solutions, or not many parity solutions, meaning couldn't really get a, a lot of reimbursement, but, but we felt like we needed to design uh, a platform and 
um, take care of our patients that may have been in the community, may not need to go to the emergency department. It could decrease crowding, which, you know, almost every emergency department um, deals with. Uh, could bring just a really nice solution to patients who had really straightforward answers. Pa- patients are just... Um, uh, know know themselves I, I, as I tell everyone this know themselves better better than us as doctors do and and oftentimes just have something really quick and we can keep them at home or keep them at work keep them with their kids and so we actually created this um, we used a vended solution for that and that's a little different than what we did um, during the pandemic which we created our own solution um, and so using that vended solution uh, we just launched this for for the state of Massachusetts we actually made this at no cost um, during the pandemic in an attempt to um, really help um, help uh, folks quarantine learn about covid we had our doctors um, just on demand for them um, and uh, aid with crowding in the emergency departments so we really thought already you know um, before the pandemic, pandemic, we had already, you know, thought about workflows, thought about physician scheduling, thought about, you know, governance. Uh, we had um, a lot in place, which was really um, fortuitous for us, I think, um, and aided in the process. When COVID hit, um, we were able to launch that pretty quickly in a matter of, you know, days to weeks, really. Did you see that um, adoption during COVID really making a difference in the whole clinical care space at the hospital? I know that crowding was an issue. Some people were afraid to go to the hospital. So how did that look like at the care setting? It was a huge impact. I mean, it just in the early days, we were doing probably 70% of all outpatient care was through telehealth. And then it's really stayed and even... Um, at this point, it's about 12%. So we're still doing a fair number of um, telehealth visits, and it has made a huge difference. And certainly, you know, primary care is a huge user of telehealth. Um, psychiatry, they've, um, they've really continued to leverage video visits for their patients, and they found a decrease in no-shows. So this is leading to better care. Absolutely. And we've implemented, um, uh, when I say we designed this prospectively, we really worked hard on making the consents multilingual to making interpreter uh, services available, all um, to increase access, reduce health disparities. And so we're measuring that prospectively, really um, trying to figure out uh, what are the pain points now and where are we actually uh, alleviating burdens uh, in healthcare? And so I think that we've s- still sustained a-, a good percentage of our population with telehealth, and I think that that's, um, that's going to be here to stay. Speaking of things that are here to stay, um, there's telehealth, but um, generally, where do you see technology driving the future of healthcare delivery? I mean, here at HIMSS, we're talking about reimagining healthcare. Um, so, how can we make it faster, more accurate, accessible? What what things do you see coming into the care space? So I think I see two big buckets. Uh, I see one, uh, one which is like pie in the sky, what needs to happen to modernize the healthcare system, what I'd love to see in 5, 10, uh, 15 years. The second one is really um, what still needs to happen. You know, we are, we. I fear at least, I'll speak for myself, uh, I fear that, you know, parity uh, and reimbursement is going to um, go away in some aspects. And that fear, I think, is substantiated and real and ultimately is a disservice potentially to our patients. And suddenly we're thinking about all these great ideas that will happen in five to ten years. We have the technology. We have the the minds that are, are conceptualizing this. Uh, but if we can't provide just that synchronous 
care to patients who um, are otherwise pretty marginalized, I think that's where that's going to be our our, um, our biggest obstacle. Sorry, Leanne, I, I know you had something probably more wise to say. No. Um, you know, I think we're going to see the push to more patient-slash-consumer-focused delivery of care, and I think the pandemic and the use of telehealth is one of the ways that we see that patients really like telehealth. It's convenient, and you don't always need to be in person to get good care. Um, and I think that organizations that can continue to offer telehealth to patients where it's clinically appropriate and the patient is um, wants to do telehealth, um, those organizations will be better able to, you know, care for their patients and hold on to those patients. And I think some... Patients will decide to find other organizations or providers to seek care if they can't get the type of care that they're looking for. And we certainly see that in some of the newer companies like, you know, Firefly, I'm going to Firefly, is it Firefly Health? And, um, you know, One Medical, a lot of these organizations, telehealth is a big part of what they do. Um, you know, and it gets to, like, are using the res resources to the best of their, at the top of their license. Um, so you're not always seeing a clinician. If you don't need to see a doctor, you can see a mid-level, um, but getting patients care they need when they need it, which is a challenge. I mean, there are a lot our organization has issues with, you know, access. How long does it take to get an appointment? And I think if we can start to reframe, you know, what patients could have telehealth, what patients need to come in, uh, that can help improve access, for example. I'll give you an example. Um, there was a, a small company uh, that actually had a dermatoscope, which can actually, uh, you know, a, a primary care physician or a medical assistant, or really anyone can be trained on this uh, for any, you know, concerning lesion that a PCP may, may see and essentially take a picture. And this goes, it's, it's a, you know, it actually goes down to the layers of the skin, um, does a pretty good uh uh, image and can send it to a dermatologist with pretty quick turnaround, and the big and which is such a service to our patients if we're able to do this from primary care clinics. And unfortunately, you know, the, as much as this is reimagining healthcare and really providing care uh, to patients right away at, at identifying a, a concerning lesion like melanoma or something along those lines. Um, the reimbursement wasn't there, and ultimately the payers, um, in my opinion, um, aren't partnered in providing that reimagined care. I think that may be our biggest barrier um, going forward to this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not even about the technology. Um, it's like yeah. a lot of culture, people, processes. So um, I want to pick your brains on hymns a bit. Um, you guys are both... Well, you guys both spoke here, and um, so for people who perhaps didn't make it to your session, or um, if you want to just really drive something home, what are one or two key takeaways um, that you want to let the HIMSS audience know about why you came here? I'll, I'll jump in. I, I think the takeaway from, from my aspect, so we co-speak um, uh, for those um, that they don't know. So, so uh, Leanne Harvey is, is our CIO um, and has really led the telehealth um, kind of expedition at, at, at our organization. I'm the director of telehealth and also a physician. And so we have uh, two very uh, unique and different angles um, when presenting 
mine is this, and that is that you have brilliant minds uh, uh, at your institution. Um, and really, if you, if you let them innovate, which I think our uh, organization let our physicians innovate, you will find um, some ingenious solutions. Uh, we had robots being used in the emergency department. We were 3D printing nasopharyngeal swabs. Um, we had hackathons that we hosted with you know, folks from 44 different countries. And all that to say is that that is doable um, for every organization if you just kind of um, give them the tools uh, to do so um, and the encouragement. And from that, um, you know, we launched a telehealth uh, system that's, you know, essentially homegrown, you know, within the workflow of our physicians, our interpreters, you know, multiple languages. And uh, we, we've had over half a million uh, visits um, in a short amount of time. So I, I think that's all credit to, to our organization and, and everyone that's a part of it that, that was, you know, empowered to um, uh, innovate. Yeah, I think for me, one of the, the takeaways from HIMSS was just, a, it's been a really nice way to reconnect and also hear what everyone's been doing over the last two years because we've all been really like heads down like just trying to support our organizations and doing a lot of innovation and it's been really amazing to hear um, from all the different sectors whether on the you know the vendor side other organizations um, the federal government about kind of their their perspectives on what has worked, what hasn't worked, you know, what do we need to build upon going forward? Um, and so that's been really exciting. Fantastic. And um, I guess that just leads me to my last question, which is, um, you know, even though the theme of the conference is to reimagine care, what do you think are some of the really big themes you're seeing across the space? Um, you know, health equity has come up, accessibility, using data better. But um, what are you seeing across the conference um, and what's standing out to you? Sure. So I would, you know, I would echo, you know, health equity. And that was a big um, core principle that we designed around for our, the telehealth platform is we wanted it to be accessible to anyone who wanted a, a video visit. Um, I'd go back to, you know, consumer-focused healthcare and, and that really, that giving patients that, you know, and there's that line between is it a patient, is it a consumer, when is it a patient, when is it a consumer. But um, I think people really have a different expectation of you know, how they want to receive care partially through how they received it through the pandemic that um, we have the opportunity to really capitalize on and move forward and kind of think think about things differently. I mean, we at HMFP, we have another initiative that we've been working on for the last year or so around improving the patient experience around payment. And um, so I think a lot of these themes um, I've heard echoed through the, the conference is the focus on the patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd completely agree. We need to f focus on the patient. I love this. Um, I, I love this whole modernization of healthcare and what we see with reimagining. And and I get inspired seeing what other organizations are doing um, and finding out you know systems uh, to improve our own um, our own telehealth workflow. You know, we, we talk a lot. We, we implemented a patient navigator, for example. We're we're so excited to talk about you know utilizing uh, someone who who has otherwise not been in the healthcare system but really just to be that that bridge between patients and, and clinicians and staff and and so I love to I, I love seeing how much I you know we're going to move forward in the next decade or so and I think it's all here at hims
Yeah, it's very exciting. So thank you both for joining me um, on HealthCast, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the conference. Um, I know there's a lot going on, so um, I hope you walk away with some great insight. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Follow our other shows for more coverage throughout the conference this week. And head to govciomedia.com to keep up with our HIMSS coverage. We'll be covering some key sessions and we'll release daily newsletters so you don't miss a thing. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.